911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, and today I'm joined by Mr. Clint Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm awesome. I had to scold you a little bit ago. (laughs) As you're listening to this, I have one of those little sand frames where it's clear, and on the inside it has different colors of sand with um, some water and some little bubbles. And Clint grabbed it off of my desk, and (laughs) he starts like vigorously shaking it. And I look at him and I was like, it's not a fucking (laughs) Etch-A-Sketch. And, you know, what you're supposed to do is just gently turn it around and watch the sand fall down. I thought I had to shake it to get it going. (laughs) Shows you how much time he spends up here in my office. (laughs) But, you know, Clint and I have had a lot of really deep conversations lately surrounding everything regarding politics, our government, the instability, the presidency, everything with Afghanistan. And, you know, I thought that... We could talk a little bit about kind of what some of our thoughts have been. And so I've titled this episode, What If It's Not a Conspiracy Theory? And I hope you just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content because these are the types of conversations that we have a lot. And I think that they're important for us to be able to have, not in terms of trying to pour into the idea of conspiracy, but I think that it's important for us to be able to share our concerns in a way that we're able to have valid topics of conversation and exchanges of information with one another. I know Clint used to be the one who would educate me a great deal on history and politics. And over the last few years, the tables have certainly turned <laughs> in terms of you know me being a little bit more educated on modern politics and things that are going on and how it references and relates to not only our constitution, but a lot of the things that have happened in past history, and there are certainly many things that I am not privy of in terms of information. And typically, I'll go to you, Clinton, I'll ask you how things relate to, you know, our, our past wars and, and things that are much further back in time. And with everything that had taken place on the awful pullout from Afghanistan, Clint and I have talked a lot about what our theories are in terms of what could happen moving forward. And Again, this is just what we're theorizing. This is just things that we're picking up on based on patterns because history does repeat itself. So Clint, talk to us a little bit about your thoughts on everything that is going on and what we've been talking about in terms of what could potentially happen. You know, it's it's something, and I had a conversation with someone recently about this, this topic as well, and, and seeing their standpoint on it, I can see... It going one extreme to another extreme where some people say, well, we need to get out of Afghanistan and that's exactly what needed to happen with it. And then the others say, well, why are we allowing all these Afghani people into our country without any checks and balances? And so it's it's really keeping on a middle ground with that of, of being able to vet these people through in a safe way, but also not abandoning them after we've put them through 20 years plus of us trying to reformat their whole civilization and their whole way of life. You know, it's, it's going, it's like us traveling back in time and trying to tell a caveman that they're doing everything wrong. And, and I'm not comparing the two, but it's, you're trying to 
change somebody who the likelihood of them changing is very slim. That comparison actually is not too far-fetched. A lot of people don't know that these people don't even have running water and electricity for the most part. And so I completely agree with that sentiment that, and I know that a lot of the, the Iraqi and Afghan veterans that I've spoken to certainly agree with that sentiment of the fact that we were always trying to expect ourselves out of them. And that was really a horrible mindset to go into at the onset. Yeah, it, you can't go in there trying to change a population to what you want them to be. I mean, especially with the resources that they have available to them and the governmental controls that they have and don't have there. Plus these outside lying forces that are just lying in wait, waiting to capitalize on anything and everything that they can as soon as you leave. It's horrendous what's going on over there right now with once the pullout happened, it's just, it's been mayhem over there. And there's a lot of false news coming out of there, but there a majority of it is very true and it's horrific to see what's occurring. Yeah, and Clint and I have contemplated the idea of moving out of California for some time now. And I think that it has gotten to the point to where we're of this understanding that it's probably safest for us to do it sooner rather than later. And Clint, we've talked a little bit about the possibility of secession. So talk about that a little bit. And and this is kind of stemming from the previous conversation I had as well is it's you're going to start seeing as time goes on, states trying to secede from the nation. And and if this route that we're continuing towards and it keeps getting more and more complex and, and one-sided in so many areas that you're going to see more and more people fleeing these blue states going to more red states. Um, people aren't going to the purple states because it's a coin flip where they're going to be in the future. So it's it's the battle lines are already being drawn for the future just based off of these governmental decisions that's coming in, whether it's COVID, whether it's Afghanistan, whether it's just anything and everything, the the voter fraud stuff. Like there's so many things that have come up recently that is just progressing us to this point more and more. And people are getting more and more fed up. I mean, people are fleeing California in droves right now, whether it's business, whether it's just individual people, because there is that fear of what's going to happen. Because if states do start seceding from the nation, they're not only going to keep the people in the states that they're already in, but they're going to prevent you from going into the states that you want to go to as well. And then you'll have a military force and that will prevent that, whether it's National Guard or, and, and these people asked me, where do you stand? And, and I told them where I stood on these, these situations, but they also asked, do you think a military as a whole would side with one side or the other, or police as a whole would side with one side or the other? And I said, honestly, I think it's split. I think you would have half a police department saying, no, fuck that. We're not going and following these orders because they're unconstitutional. Where the other half are going to say, hell no, this is absolutely constitutional and you're violating their rights by trying to make us do this. I'm going to have to stop you there because I think that other half that 
The other half, I think that those would be the ones that are undereducated. Those mm-hmm. would be the ones that are of the newer generation, the younger police officers, the younger armed service members. And I think that is one of the biggest problems that we're seeing. And up until about three years ago, I was certainly guilty of that myself. And I think that it is more important for us now than ever to further educate ourselves on, you know, what our founding fathers had actually done for us in terms of creating the most incredible nation to ever exist. And I know we're wrapping this up, but you had a discussion with somebody to where you you guys brought up and discussed a very valid point when it comes to the possibility of secession and how Texas, Louisiana, and Oklahoma could all have some bond, essentially. So talk about that. Well, Texas has their own power grid. And they can be self-sustaining. They're not on the federal grid whatsoever. They're not tied into any governmental electrical efforts, we'll say. Um, they also have a large amount of oil, and as well as Oklahoma does. And if you're going to have a secession within any state and it's going to be it's going to be a violent secession it's not going to just be like oh we decided to walk away and and everything's all hunky-dory and everyone gets along no there's going to be some battle battle lines drawn with it so you're going to see that and you know so we have oklahoma with their oil texas with their power grid and louisiana has one of the biggest manufacturers for metal goods so you're going to see all those states align with one another and kind of be forced to align with one another and that would be almost the starting point of the secession um you're you would see other states draw their lines but it's going to be kind of muddier because you're going to have like the dakotas they would pretty much align with the red side and try seceding from the nation with with Texas and, and creating those alliance, pretty much the us versus them mentality, along with Florida and Alabama. And luckily, those are kind of close proximity to Texas, Louisiana and Oklahoma. You can kind of build that wall and, and the federal government will end up building a wall and not even the Texas side if they were to secede. But it's it's very interesting and, and I can go on and on with this and, and I know I just don't have the time to. Yeah, and I think it's very important for this to be something that we just consider. And that's why I titled this episode, What If It's Not a, Compar- a Conspiracy Theory? Because although I don't think that the likelihood of that ever happening in our lifetime is something that that will happen. I know that it's easy for us to feel like things have never been as bad as they are now. But in looking back into history, things have been as bad as they are now. But for us, this is the first time that we've ever felt the the weight of it feeling as bad as it is now. So I think that these are just some thoughts and things that we've been discussing. And I think it's important to have this dialect and for us to open up like this with each other. And if you've gotten any value out of this episode, if this has planted a seed in your mind for you to be able to take these thoughts and to carry them on as your own, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below, and know that we are sending you a long, tight hug from our home to yours.